from the recess. Welcome back to the trial of Bryn Spencer for several crimes against humankind. I'm Judge Jenny. I've adopted a different characteristic for each one of these episodes, but I don't give a fuck. Alright, so... When last we left off, Bryn, uh... Excuse me, Judge. Judge, can I... Excuse me? You, you may speak, you may speak. Your papers are a little loud and very annoying. What? Yeah, I'm sorry, pretty sure you're hear just you tearing them apart. Right. I can't hear you over right. my papers. I'm sorry. My, my courtly, okay. courtly papers. Alright. So, anyway, uh, Bryn Spencer is on trial for several crimes against Scotland and podcasting and humor, but we still don't really know um, how this is going to turn out. <laughs> I have to be totally honest. <laughs> what are the charges? Uh, crimes against Scotland. Crimes against humor, crimes against podcasting, and like a couple others that I don't remember because it was a couple of days ago. But just know that they're the, pretty bad. What are the punishments? Death. Death is oh. the punishment. Yeah. Oh. I'm normally Great. against the death penalty, but for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. For you, I'll feels make an exception. Feels so good to be special, to be wanted. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well. In my defense, um, because I'm the defendant, Bryn. Yes, you are. Yeah. Um, in my defense, I call up this book, Visitor by Kay Applegate, uh, number 35.5 in the Animorphs book series, um, Mm -hmm. as proof that there are people on this world worse than me, and that's why you should let me go and maybe not kill me. Okay, okay, okay. That That is the defense so far, and so far we've learned that uh, Visser 1, also known as Edris, also known as Ava, or Eva, is uh, kind of a mess. Um, a little bit. Definitely she, a traitor uh, against the Yurk Empire. Definitely a traitor against the Yurk Empire. Definitely not a good person. Uh, has this weird thing, though, about being a mother. (laughs) Yeah, is a mother, has fallen in love with her subordinate. This, actually, that was in the past. Had fallen in love with her subordinate. Um, Was part of a polycule once a couple years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had twin babies. Um, but this was prior to the invasion of Earth. So we're, we're still getting the backstory. We're still getting the context. Um. Yes. Speaking of context where we left off is the fact that she has no hope of being saved except for marco marco who is the son of her host body the last line of the last chapter was yes this was from eva eva um she said yes marco my child to save yours so anyway, ho- so they're they're banking on the Andalite bandits who have already been quote unquote defeated to come and oh, save yeah. them. Oh yeah, fake defeated, fake defeated. We'll see. Anyway, aside from that, aside from all the trial stuff, how are you doing, Bryn? <laughs> aside from my li- literal life being on the line, yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm fine. Good. Yeah, um, I had a late night last night, but 
We're here now. We're doing good. How are you? Wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. great, actually. Aside from holding your life in my hands, I'm doing yeah, wonderful. Yeah, thank you. I, I actually, I had one of those weird um, um, moments when you have that that mentally ill moment when you have the <laughs> urge to clean your entire house and you actually follow it. That's never happened to me, really. Um, mm. So I cleaned all of my living space, all of like my room and our bathroom and our, our shared living common room. Uh, and I feel very good about myself. I feel very much like an adult because I went to bed in actually clean sheets, which hasn't been a thing for a couple months. Um, Month. I'm not going to judge you. Don't judge me, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to bed with clean sheets. I even read a book before I went to bed. I'm currently reading the novelization of Batman No Man's Land by Greg Rucka. I highly recommend it. It's a great novelization of a really cool story. Um, and I drink hot cocoa, and I drink a lot of water, and I'm feeling very much responsible, like a like a cool adult, like I'm doing it, I'm living life. So I love I'm having a great you. time. That's so good. Um, I'm very happy for you that you're feeling like a cool <laughs> Thank adult. You? you are a cool adult. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sorry. I try. My brain I try. stopped I really working, do. and I was trying it's to okay. think of something to say. That's all um, good. Yeah, I I got home at like twelve thirty last night after a bunch of shenanigans at work, um, and then I watched the Great British Baking Show. British, British, the Great show. British Baking Show. The Great British Baking Show uh, until about two in the morning, and then I conked out, uh, and then I woke up. So oh my God. I I watched, I I took a bath last night and I watched Batman the Animated Series. I don't know if you can tell, but guys, I really like Batman and it's kind of my hyper focus right now. Um, Nobody would have known. Yeah, I really love Batman. <laughs> um, yeah, glad we had two different experiences, but I'm just glad you got to bed at all. Sleeping is very important. So I've heard. Anyway, shall we get into it? Let's get into it, yeah. So, when last we left off, uh, Edris is not going through a great time right now. She just kind She's of got her memories it. probed by a person who is uh, t- uh, on her side, uh, kind of, who very much just said, like, no, I'm keeping you alive for my own reasons, and has just learned some incredibly compromising information that he has chosen not to reveal to the rest of the council, uh, which is pretty important. Um, but she's like, when shall I pick up the story? And he's like, at the place where I terminated direct memory contact. Begin by telling us what came of your human progeny. 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 I got it. Oh, she's skipping. <laughs> she's skipping. We just got a project. 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 There we go. Oh, oh thank you. Nope. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but she's like, uh, what? Uh, I don't really know how to get out of this situation because uh, um, I don't know what came of my children. Because <laughs> visit and then visit three. It's like she seems unsure of which lie to tell next. And, and, and because he could be holding them hostage or not. He could just be bluffing. Yes. But that's Ava is like, wait a minute. 
he's too eager. What if he has your kids? And Mr. Wen didn't stop to think of that because she's going through a lot, I guess. She's going and, and, through it. Yes, and she's like the human progeny. The They were given to other children to raise. I terminated contact. But, and they see out of the corner of their eye, Vista 3 just like slumps a little bit. And they're they're like, oh, she, he definitely has the children. Am I bad at reading? Is this like a mentally ill thing that I'm bad at reading? Like, you know, emotional uh, gestures like that? I, I mean, didn't candy. get that. I, I didn't get that. <laughs> that, that, he, that he was... He was slumped because he does have them, and now he's disappointed. Oh well, <laughs> I d- it might be. I mean, we're we're both mentally ill in different spicy ways, so maybe oh, that's yes. just your thing. Oh yes. So um, I don't really know. I don't know either. But Garoff is like, okay, this human host. Where what happened to her? And she's like, I will tell you, but I need to take a shit. <laughs> 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 what she, she actually does. says is <laughs> she's like I uh I need to attend to some um delicate human issues yeah this... I need to waste elimination and replacement of fluids and food she, girl boss has to poop she's gotta go take a memory dump <laughs> <laughs> every what? time that you refer to it as a memory poof, I like, I die, something in me dies a little bit. <laughs> the Just... light slowly dies <laughs> inside me. I can feel it. It's right be- It's right behind my sternum, and I just feel it, like, kind of straight. You know how at the end of The Grinch, when his heart gets three times too big, and it does that, yeah. like, that, in the animated version, it does the fade? That's what, it's the opposite for me. Every time you say that. <laughs> Every time Until I say memory poop, gonna be nothing. Yeah, <laughs> memory poop, memory poop, memory poop, memory poop. I just flatline. <laughs> She's dying. <laughs> she cause a heart attack. <laughs> um, for my sake, before we, before you pat, like, let's not kill me before you pass judgment. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forget, I forget. We're still on trial. Um, but she's like, yeah, I have to go take a shit. And visit the. I was just laughing with Bryn about this beforehand, but he has the funniest line, which is like, she doesn't need food. She <laughs> needs to be executed. She doesn't need food. <laughs> He's like throwing a full tantrum. He's literally throwing a tantrum. <laughs> and Garoff is like, okay, l- shut up, kid. <laughs> Pork Vizier need food too, Visser 3. Yeah, with the concurrence of my fellow council members, yes, we will adjourn for an hour. Let's break for lunch. We're breaking for lunch. Quick recess. Go get a nap some lunch. We'll be right back. Um, Visser 3 is fucking pissed. He is so mad. He oh, and then like, you have this moment where they literally gaze into each other's eyes oh, we stared at each other hatred pure and pure and undiluted oh directly into my veins <laughs> <laughs> directly in my veins but yeah he very much throws like a te- like a kylo ren like he like slams oh. his 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 tail into the wall a bunch of times <laughs> it's really funny oh my god imagine an andalite who had like an andalite jedi who had lost the tail blade and it re- it's the lightsaber. The lightsaber. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool! <laughs> I wish that was the thing. I wish they didn't have normal tail blades. I wish they had lightsabers. 
just a thought. Maybe we'll have to do some crossover art. I would love to see um, that sketch, uh, the the Kylo Ren undercover boss SNL sketch, but with with Visser three. <laughs> that would I would live. He's like, I've okay, but he's in your mind, and it is stupid. <laughs> okay, but in that sketch, does he like morph into a person, or is he no. still an animal? Oh, I think no. I think he does morph into a person. I think that's what he'd have, or he could be an andalite with like a Groucho Marx. Like it's just an Andalite in a wig. It's just an Andalite in a wig, and they're like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess that works. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely Visor Three. <laughs> I knew it from Hi, I'm not Visor Three. <laughs> <laughs> I I heard that Visor Three was shredded. That Visor Three has an eight pack. Visor Three, now that guy's three pounds soaking wet under that little black dress. <laughs> Tail blade to the throat. <laughs> Literally murdered. <laughs> Literally just murdered. Sorry, s- sorry I murdered your son. Visser 3. <laughs> Love Visser 3. <laughs> oh, but what I wouldn't give. What I wouldn't give. Oh, to have that. That would, be, that would okay. be perfect. That would be perfect. Anyway. anyway. He's, so he slams his tail into the wall, and she's like, you should really learn some self-control. And then they, like, stare at each other with, they like, have a moment. deep rom- romantic tension. Um, it's and- <laughs> just pure hatred. Nah, nah. Hatred is closer to love than neutrality. Um, but he's like, I don't need to be remind. I don't think I need to remind you that if you so much think of escaping, you will all be killed. <laughs> And she's like, I don't think I'll be running very far, Visser. And so they kind of shuffle down into the... They're, they're like, right next to the main year pool, which is kind of important, mm-hmm. I guess. But they're, like, just kind of yeah. looking at... She's just kind of looking at all the stuff, you know, looking at the cages, looking at the pointless screaming. She's like, whatever. Um, and she's boom. different. She's different. She is a monster. Uh, but she walks into the cafeteria, and all the people in the cafeteria are just, like, silent. It feels very Mean Girls. Very much. They really thought they could just put a scene from Mean Girls, like, into this book, and no one would notice. Actually, this if predated you're the Mean Girls. planet, why are you human? Oh my, oh my god, god, you can't Karen, just ask you people, just why, ask they're people why they're human. Oh my god. I mean, there is Karen. Oh yeah. But she's not, she's not evil. Um, but she, like, <laughs> the the service get, like, gives her some food and then, like, runs away. <laughs> and it's just grilled chicken, boiled potatoes, and steamed broccoli. Sounds, t- sounds pretty yummy. Sounds pretty yummy. I don't I really like steamed broccoli, though. I like oh, roasted. Oh, no. Steamed broccoli is the best. Steamed broccoli with, like, mm. some cheese. Mmm. <laughs> I'm full on. I, I'm I'm pro broccoli. Broccoli is delicious, and like basically no, I am too. No, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know that. I'm trying to be pro more veggies in general. I'm I'm now mm-hmm. pro broccoli. I'm trying to get pro Brussels sprouts, but I, I have no way good. of making them deliciously in my home. Really, <laughs> I guess I could mm. steam them in our instant pot. Um, maybe I'll buy some broccoli and and make some broccoli cheese. Something something. There's nothing you could more make delicious broccoli cheddar broccoli soup in your, your I could pot. make broccoli. I have this baller broccoli cheddar soup recipe that is, um, it's actually from the Renaissance fair I used to work at. So I'm not, I can't disclose the recipe, but it mm. is like 
uh, artery artery clogging, and that's how you know it's delicious. There's so much Velveeta involved. It's oh. so, so good. Oh my god. Broccoli cheddar soup is the best kind of soup, I have to say. You'd think, it, being from Wisconsin, I'd say beer cheese soup, and beer cheese soup is also very good, but broccoli cheddar is just, like, hot fire. It's so good. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's your favorite soup, Bryn? <laughs> um, potato leek. Potato? Fancy, fancy. Interesting. I've never really um, had potato leek. It's really good. There's a, uh, I have a really good recipe. Oh, I also have a really good cauliflower soup recipe. So good. Um, no, cauliflower, I just can't get into. No, it's so good. It's so good because it's, it's just, it's really good. It's like cauliflower and a little bit of cheese. It's really creamy. And then it's like, you just mm. grate a little bit of nutmeg on the top and it just like makes it for some reason. I don't know. It's really good. Sounds good. But those are my two, those are my top two. Probably. I'm trying to get into mushies. I'm trying to get into mushrooms. Hmm. It's never gonna happen for me. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. I've just, I've been watching a lot of, like, uh, vegetized meat recipes. Like, there's this mm-hmm. woman named Tabitha Brown, who is a vegan, but who also makes soul food. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it, should, it looks hot fire. And she basically, for a lot of her meat replacements, uses mushrooms because they're super versatile. And if you season them right, they do taste a lot like like oysters, mussels, all other kinds of meat. She also has this <gasps> carrot. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I guess I'll change the subject. Deedly, deedly, deedly. <laughs> Why did this bore me? This was exactly up my alley. I just. You... I know, but you're just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired, I swear. It's okay. Uh, anyway, but it just, it looks very good. Um, I don't know. I've, I've. I can't be a full vegan because my favorite food is euros and I need that to be meat and I like mm. meat, but I don't know. I'd like to move towards plant-based things. I think that'd be a, a good investment. Absolutely. I just think, yeah, I, I, think... I mean, we've talked about this before, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways to help the planet by just eating plant, plant like help the planet help yourself by eating plant-based things without going like full vegan or vegetarian um yeah it's not everyone like, can do that much respect to the vegans i do think ethically and morally you're right but i, I seriously can't give up meat i'm very so very sorry i just love yeah. meat <laughs> i agree with vegans like ethically and morally about like 99 percent of things except for the fact that they don't eat honey the honey debate is what gets me, and it makes me very mad. But otherwise, I 100% agree with vegans. Um, it's just those that don't eat honey because it's technically an animal product. Like, it's not harming the bee. I don't know. They just it's up it, to you. I, I don't know. Go listen to the experiment. We talk about this for a long time. Oh, yeah, we really do. We don't need to talk about it again. Anyway, torture. Anyway, uh, um, anyway, grilled chicken, boiled potatoes, and steamed broccoli sounds like a lovely dinner. Um, it does sound lovely. But she's, she's like, it's eating like it. dead and, silent. Like, it's dead silent. No one wants to talk to her, but no one wants Visitor to insult three was her like, by leaving. Visitor like three is looking, sitting next to her. Staring at literally <laughs> breathing down her neck, just staring at her. It's so and like, then come cell on. phone rings. Like it's dead silent, and somebody's cell phone rings, and a and woman she's like, answers it. It, it's, she's like, it's necessary for my cover, and he's like, then answer it. <laughs> 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 And she's like, oh, 
Yeah, hello. Oh, yeah, I'm in traffic. I'm, I'm in route now. Just fully not tied traffic. up in traffic. Um, yeah. We've all told I can't that get well. over the fact that he's just staring at her eat. Bryn, I can't do what? this. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we're going to have a stroke at the same time. <laughs> for different reasons. Um, for di- but, for but, very different reasons. Edris is like, oh, a cell phone. Cell phone. If I could take the Ooh. cell phone. And then he, she's like, no. One wrong move and Vista 3 would have me cut apart. Oh, no, wait. He couldn't kill me. Oh. He, he, it would look like the... Ca- oh. <laughs> it would look to the oh. council as if he was trying to protect himself. Well, girl, I don't think that's very good logic. I think he would absolutely kill you right now if, like, you tried to get up and run away. He'd say, oh, she was running. Oh, she... she it was self-defense. She got a... She's a femme top with a gun. <laughs> Have you seen that clip? No. Or am I crazy? It's from a show called Q Force. I have not seen it. I've heard of it. I think you're good with not seeing it. But there's this line where one of the characters, I haven't watched the show either. It's just, I'm just obsessed with this one video. He's like, call me Miss Congeniality because I'm a femme top with a gun. (laughs) He just pulls out a Glock. It's very funny. Uh, but I call her Miss Congeniality. She's a femme top with a gun. Is it a cartoon, um, too? Yes. It's yes. worse. It's not for children, Bryn. No, He's I know. so big but... and so dumb. And one day, I'm gonna top him. <laughs> it's funny! Okay. Um, it's a funny show, you guys. Um, but she's like, wait a minute, I have one good hand. The fingers are still fairly limber. Would I have the strength? The finesse? So she like finishes eating and is just watching the the woman out of the, the corner of her eye. And once she pushes her plate away, she stands up and she's like, uh, she, she's kind of starts walking uh, away towards her. And then like, tri- oh no, she tripped. <laughs> and she's like, oopsie poopsie. Idiot. She like starts swearing. <laughs> no, no, she, no. Yeah, he says that at her. I think, but she's just cursing. She's just going fuck, fuck. I love the image. I love the image of her saying fuck. Mm. I like to think she's me. very vulgar. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to think Edris is very vulgar. She's just like fuck shit, fuck, fuck, fuck. I like to think that Visor Three doesn't know how to swear, but he's like he frick. <laughs> He, God I think damn he, it! He is also very vulgar, but he has a misunderstanding of what Earth swear words are and what they mean. <laughs> what? Like he thinks that, like, you know what I mean? Like he so puts what, does them he together. Just say, like wrong. random words. No, oh. he thinks that he says like "mother bitch" or something like that. You're just, <laughs> just like a little bit wrong. That's really good. They're just like not slight. They're just. Sl- I don't know any of the wrong. other. I'm trying to come up with other ones like that, but I can't think of any. He's like, what in the shit hell is this? Something like that. <laughs> what in the fresh fuck is going on here? <laughs> that was British. That wasn't Scottish. No, um, no. I'm very anyway. sorry about that. Maybe anyway. I should be on trial. Anyway, this, I'm not on trial. on trial. I'm not on trial. This is kangaroo court. Uh, <laughs> but she's like, <laughs> the woman tried to help her up. You know, just trying to, you know, be helping the viscer out. Um, but then a horse like grabs her by the collar. 
uh, asked her for a dollar. She don't want to go to school no more, no more. But then she has the cell phone because she pickpocketed. She picked the pocket. She picked that pocket. She picked the pocket. Very good. Anyway, she gets. She goes to the toilet facilities. She goes um, to take a shit. I love this. They're like she's like not very elegant, but very clean. Very They're clean. Cleaned every twenty minutes, but get. 20 minutes 20 minutes i i was like what the fuck okay those are the they don't want to be trained that the, their reasoning is is that they <laughs> is that they don't want to be transmitting human viruses i like to think that the geds leave like a toilet mint like a bottle of sparkling water like <laughs> a toilet not very mint. elegant but i like to you know like a toilet mint like a, like like a, a pillow mint, mint by the mirror yes <laughs> or a pi- like okay. a pillow mint but for the toilet Okay, but they wouldn't they put them right diseases. on the toilet that they're going to put not? in the mouth. Because Why not? that seems counterproductive to put a mint that's going in your mouth on the toilet. But they don't. They put the mint in the wrapper on the toilet. Still, feels wrong. I don't like it. Well, that sounds like your problem. <laughs> <laughs> but she, like, um, she, like, uh, ri- uh, goes into the, it's just a tiny little building. It's like a porto potty porto potty and she like sits down and like rings the phone and like i don't know i i guess for plot reasons the hork guards don't hear her um <laughs> but she's like he, she like goes to the answering machine and and here is here's his voice and she's like oh, fuck mark <laughs> her throat's fucked up mark she's like Mark, if you're there, <laughs> sorry, this is a very serious moment. But it she's is. like Marco, Marco, if you're there, pick up. And this is actually this is cool. It's the exact dialogue from mm-hmm. the end of the last book. Yeah, we're so, like, finally we're finally, finally full circle point in time. Yeah, um, it's crazy to think that this was happening while the events of the last book were happening too. Yeah, I love it. I love that they're what would that be asynchronous or synchronous stories. Like, they're both happening at the same time. I think that's really cool. Like, like, because normally the... Oh, and I'll get into this later, but I just think it's cool that this book takes place not just in the past, but also mm-hmm. in the present. Um, yeah. But she's like, uh, Marco, um, uh, I need your help. It's your mother. And she's like, no, you are not my mother. You're a year... And she's like, okay, granted, but she needs you. She needs you and your friends. He's like, my friends? Don't play stupid, Marco. I know you, what you are, what you do. You are needed now, as quickly as you can. You need to be seen by Visser 3. And there's, like, silence, and she's like, it's not a trap! And he's like, I know. Like you said, you know me. If you wanted me dead, it would be easy. You could take me, infest me, and have all my friends within a few hours, so you need me. This is about your little personality conflict with Visser 3. You're desperate, but you won't give me up to Visser 3 because you hate him more than you hate us. And she's like, oh, fuck, you're right. And she's like, I thought, you know, once I thought you were too soft and gentle. And he's like, yeah, well, uh, things change and I got traumatized, so go fuck yourself. She, he doesn't say that last part, but I wish he did. Um, let Marco say I, fuck. Let Marco say fuck. But but he's like, Mr. Three is like banging on the door. You've been, he's not actually, but I like to think he is. He's like, you've had enough time in there. I know it doesn't take that long to take a shite. <laughs> which one of you doesn't know how to <laughs> wait <laughs> do you think if the toilet gets backed up he personally like looks at everyone and is just like 
Who here doesn't know how to flush the toilet after they've had a shit? Well, it wasn't me. Well, it was fucking one of yours. Disgusting. <laughs> do you think that's exactly how that happens? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> Disgusting. I mean, it's even got the accent. It's perfect. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> so had to flush time. the toilet after they've had a shit. And all the controllers are just like, uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> well, that was fucking what it is! Sorry if I blew out my mic. Uh, he's doing some vaguely Scottish yelling. You know what? I think you should be on trial for crimes against Scotland. That's what I think. No, I'm, why I'm, I'm on just... trial. No, because, no, why am uh, because, I on trial? Uh, because, uh, uh, anyway, so, <laughs> um, Marco is like, she's like, Marco, I'm out of time. He's asking who's flushed the toilet as if it had a shit. Will you do it? And he's like, where do you need me to do it? And she's like, the pool. And he's like, no way, you're too tough a target. And she's like, your mother's life is on the line. I'll kill, he'll kill her too. He'll use her to torture me. And he's like, the ear pool is too secure. And she's like, fuck. He's just, like, executing his mother. He's just kind of cold-bloodedly writing her off. You know? And, mm-hmm. and, and she's like, they d- d- delivered the fresh meat for the taxons later today. Uh, in the evening. In, in an hour and a half. Comes in by transport ship. They they open the dome in grass. Never heard that word before. Me either. And he's like, he, like, hesitates. And then Visitor 3 is like, Visitor wouldn't get out of there of your drag dude! <laughs> I will have you dragged out. Is that better? Like, no, no. it's not. Uh, you sound like, like Felix. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's cursed. Mister Three, voiced by Fix It Felix, voiced by um, what's that guy's name? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, but he's like, where is the dome opening nowadays? I think we kind of messed up on the last one. And she's like, you'll do it. And he's like. Instead, he's like, Mom, I know you can hear me. I don't know if I can save you. You understand that, right? I'll do what's right. I'll do what I have to do. And Ava is like, I know you will. I love you. Silently. And even even Visser 1 is like, Marco, your mother loves you. And then she, he's like, I know my mother loves me, Visser. And let me make one thing clear. There is no deal between us, you and me, Yerk. I'll kill you for what you've done to her and my dad. Count on that. And then he hangs up. I'm like, you better work, Kate, girl. I love you. You're the best. I love you, Marco. He is the best. And she's I like, love all of them. I love all of them, but Marco's the best. <laughs> and she's like, ugh, did the child think you can frighten me? It was laughable. And Ava's like, and yeah, you're not laughing, are you, Yerk? Oh. 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 Um. But but they kept they kept her waiting for almost an hour. Apparently, after he almost broke down the door <laughs> to get her out of the stall, they kept her waiting for another hour. The disrespect. Yeah, she could have taken a shit for longer. Um, but then she's like, maybe they I don't know, maybe they're like dealing with something else. But uh, I don't think that's happening, Gorgina. Um, Actually, finally, I think it is. I think it's both. Given the oh, ending. I get. Oh, that is true. That is actually very true. Th- something that's very important is that there's a disappearance of a task force that had been sent to the Anati planet. But more likely, they were deciding her fate, says Visser One. 
But uh, all of a sudden, a hologram appears, makes that exact sound. And then Gareth is like, all right, now you can continue your narrative. You're about to tell us what happened to the host, Allison Kim. She was like, yes. Yes, I was. And then she's like, this is fucking insane. This is a suicidal story to tell. And I just called on the Animorphs to attack my own people. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) All I can do is talk. But she's like, SM and I needed a supply of Candrona. The ship aboard Candrona was weakening. It should have been able to last another year at least, but it was running low. We would starve. And that would mean the end of the mission. And Visitor 3 is like, So, you decide to contact the Empire. More than a year of passing as a human. How dutiful of you. And and she's like, I contacted the Empire. They threatened me, of course, because I stole a ship. But then I said the magic words. Class 5 species. It was a Subvisor 92 I spoke with first. I have a class 5 species, I told him. And then she's like, I have 5 billion of them. And she's like remembering the Subvisor like sitting, uh, bolting upright, uh, almost cutting himself with his own hork blades, going like, you mean 5 million? And she said, no, 5 billion, as in 5,000 million she explains the the uh, concept of the sharing, um, and then she f- goes home and found. Um, uh, she sees uh, SM Hildy caring for the children after telling. Oh my god, this is like this is like the the essence of the character is like after telling, uh, the the Yerks that she's found a species suitable for conquest because there's billions of them that they can harvest she goes home to her husband who is also a year changing the diapers of their children and just casually telling them uh the details <laughs> yep that is and the essence like, of her that is the essence of of edris and then she's like Essen was pretty pissed because i sh- told them he told me i shouldn't have contacted the empire because uh, we could fly our ship back to York Space, invent some story of being lost, and obtain a new Candrona generator before returning to Earth. He'd wanted to talk to me about it. He was angry that I'd gone on my own to make contact. And then she's like, I contacted the Empire. Oh, 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 well, she's like, Visitor 3 is like, well, she's trying to blame a dead Yerk for her own treason. And she's like, I contacted the Empire. If I wanted to... I- I needed time to understand the humans, to learn their strengths and weaknesses. I already started the sharing. I was a spy, a secret agent working undercover. It was me and Essam alone. What did you expect us to do? Use our one ship to attack the White House? You don't have to attack it. You can fly it and land it on the White House lawn. You could do that. You could do that. And she's like, Gareth is like, "Mm, a spy. A spy would be able to blend in with the surrounding world and might even be able to stir up some certain sympathy with the local populace. And that... Just like Visser 3 did. But okay. Uh, and she's like... Okay. She's like, ah. And uh, she sees, like, Visser 3's tail, like, twitch, and she's like, ah, Gareth just showed his hand. Gareth is on my side. Gareth had performed the live memory interface and now he was defending me, however, indirectly. She's like... I enjoyed the moment. The frisson of fear. Frisson? Frisson? Of fear. Or something. Frisson? 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 It's F-R-I-S-S-O-N. Frisson? That looks like a French word, so it's, we're gonna ignore it. Frisson of fear? 
<laughs> it looks like a French word, so we're gonna ignore it. French word is an oxymoron. You should be. <laughs> you should really be trying me for my crimes against France. Except, um, <laughs> I don't think, but those don't count because everybody knows that crimes against France. Uh, that's also an oxymoron. Are always justified. So. <laughs> are always justified. I'm. I. I do not mean that literally. I love our French. Our French listeners, if we have any. Um, I do too. What can I say? I'm just but English. I was expected. <laughs> you, you, uh, you, you inherited French the racism against the French. <laughs> One time, okay, when I was visiting my grandfather in England, um, he he moves around a lot, and he at the time had been living in Glastonbury for about two years, and he was like, "I haven't lived in anywhere longer than two years." I was thinking about moving. He loves it there. We have no idea why he would move. And we were like, okay, where do you think you're going to move to? And he's like, I was thinking about going to France. We were like, Poppy, you hate the French. <laughs> you hate the French. <laughs> I don't know why he hates the French. He just does for no reason. Um, and we we're like, are you sure that you, you want to you move to France where there's only French people? And he was like, yeah. I mean, from now, I terrorize them from afar. But if I moved there, I could be a menace <laughs> at home. And we're like, great. Uh, awesome. Uh, do you speak French? He was like, no. So he didn't move there. But um, I'll never forget that. Such a weird man. That <laughs> is very strange. Such a strange I man. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, but one of my favorite things is a white on white racism. It's so <laughs> funny to me. Like, like that one my, aunt of yours, my racist aunt, who's the only racist against uh, the Czechs. I think uh, it's some Yugoslavian nation, the Serbs. It's the Serbs. Um, but she like. <laughs> We're Slovenian, and she does not have very fond opinions about the Serbs. So whenever the Serbs come, it's like one of those things where, like, you know how when you go to family events, you have to do the thing of like, we don't talk about this, we don't talk about that. We talk yes. about three things. We talk about uh -huh. baseball, football, and sports in general. Like that's all we talk about. No it's politics. Sports ball. It's sports ball. When we go over to my aunt's house, we have to like do the whole like, all right, no one mention the Serbs. <laughs> like, like, that's it's so terrible. Funny. No, she'll like rin. She'll go. She, if you mention the Serbs, she'll go on a diatribe. She'll be like, "Oh, the Serbians." Then there's the Serbian, and I'm like, "Gene, you were born in Sheboygan. You're, I, you're, you're both white." That's so <laughs> it's, strange. It's so strange and so funny. <laughs> like it's white on white racism is so funny. That is anyway so incredibly strange. Yeah, my grandfather is not weird. quite, quite your aunt. He just. He just loves to make fun of them. He just loves to mercilessly tease French people. Yeah, and we I don't, can't mention Serbians. <laughs> That's so weird. It's very weird. Um, shout out to our Serbian followers. If we have, <laughs> if any, you're one of we the sixties you. and you're, if you're one of our sixty followers and listeners, and you're from Serbia, don't go to my or aunt's house. Serbian. Um, or but our Serbian, don't you. go to my aunt's house. But I appreciate you a lot. <laughs> If you're one of our 60 listeners and happen to be French or have French heritage, um, I do appreciate you. Don't ever I thought, I thought you were going to say, don't. I thought, I thought, I thought you were going to say, I don't appreciate you. <laughs> don't appreciate you. And uh, don't 
ever go to Glastonbury and encounter my grandfather because you're going to get roasted. You're going to get hate crimed. (laughs) He's otherwise such a lovely man. I don't understand. I don't know. Don't understand. Um, but but she's like, Gareth is like, continue with the narrative, please. And and he, she's like, okay. And um, she's like, uh, okay. Um, um, I was able to convince Esim of the necessity and rightness of my action. I I thought uh, anyway. Um, I I told them that the children were irrelevant. We were Yerk officers, representatives of the Empire. We had a duty, a joyful duty. And Ava is like, you just laid it on a little thick girl boss. Go with a blunt and honest. I'm guessing they don't get a lot of that. And uh, and Andrus is like, this is a fucking humiliation. My host is giving me advice. Also, the way that in this book there's Edris, Ava, Essam, and Esplin. That's too many E names, you guys. That's, that's way too many. We need some variation. Do you think Eva was Gera born on the Slipnar pool? <laughs> this was Ava from the Sulpnire pool. <laughs> Slipnar. <laughs> yeah, Slipnar. That's like the Australian version of Slipnote. Slipnar. <laughs> Slipnote. I meant Slipknot. Slipnar. Fuck. Slipnote is the... um. The high school cover band of Slipknot. <laughs> so we've got Slipknot, That's... Slipnote, and Slipknot. <laughs> Wait, what's the what's the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure version of that then? Slipknot um, would be um, um, grease tie, grease tie, <laughs> slippery tie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there's already plastic pancake. There's there's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing worse than that. There's nothing worse like, than flaccid pancake. I personally enjoyed Dan of Steel. Dan of Steel is also great. <laughs> it's even better in the dub when he's like, seriously, he's like, my name is Dan of Steel. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I also, I, can't. I do love, uh, I, I love um, Filthy Axe at a Reasonable Price is, a, is also my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Although when they finally make the dub of of or the animated version of Steel Ball Run in about forty years, um, I don't think I think they're just gonna say D four C, which is what they call it normally anyway. Um, Sad. Anyway, I could talk about JoJo for way too long. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, but she's like, yeah, this is humiliating. My host cannot give me advice. And uh, what? And, and Gareth was like, "What did what did Essen say?" And, and she was like, "He said, yes, you're right, of course.'" <laughs> and I, for my part, continued to control and reason and explain. I, I still needed his help. Um, and he was like, "Living, uh, I have to admit, though, living a long time cut off from any years, living as a human, uh, had drawn me into an unprofessional sympathy with humans, with my host." and threw her with the progeny, the children. And Ava's like, that's smart, that's it. Admit what's obvious anyways. And she's like, but my emotional sympathies did not obscure my duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate you. Why did not obscure I my trial? <laughs> Kangaroo court! <laughs> Listen, is I love ridiculous. saying that. I can't tell if you, if you, if you could tell... How much oh, I love you know. saying kangaroo court. Um, 
this is ridiculous. Why did I submit this entire book for my defense when I could have just submitted anything that you say on the show? <laughs> because I'm the judge and the jury and the executioner and you're the defendant. This is feeling very year. That's the rules. That's, uh, uh yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your point. <laughs> but, but, uh, she's like, I knew where my duty lay. I knew that this class five species was a vital natural resource, and I so I assumed Essen would see that too. Uh, but we all know that Essen uh, had only been demoted from subvisor rank because he specifically had a lack of vigor, a lack of firmness. I thought Essen understood and agreed with me. I was wrong. And Ava was like, very nice. You've dovetailed it all nicely with what Garoff said saw in your memories. You had human sympathies, but you overcame them. How noble. And she's like, at this point, we moved away to a place where the sharing would have less competition for the credulous. It was easy to find a new job for Allison, but life was becoming more complicated. I had by this time begun the sharing, and I was using a second host part-time for this task. I was constantly running from Allison's job to sharing-related business with a change of hosts between each. Very time-consuming. I love that she has two... She's very much talking about this, like she has two jobs and she has to pay rent. She's like, ah, I'd hang out, but I have to go, you know, do this cult thing, and then I have to... I have to do work with Allison, so I can't hang out, guys. Sorry. Can't play D&D tonight. I'm just too busy. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. That's what I fucking thought. Um, but then they cut back to uh, SM, who's like, she's like, where are you going, SM? And he's like, don't worry. I'll leave you the Candrona. I won't starve you. I actually thought I loved you. And for that, I'll not hurt you now. She's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I just fed. I'll last for three days, and then I'll release Hildy. He'll be safe with the children by then. And she's like, you think you're leaving? And she's like, yes, Allison. I, and she's like, I am Subvisor 409, not Allison. And SM is like, yes, Subvisor, but I am no longer a member of the Empire. I have chosen death over a continuation of this despicable mission. I love that, um... I love that when Visser 1 talks about uh, Hildy getting demoted from his job, mm-hmm. she says, like, oh, he had a firmness of, he had a lack of vigor, a lack of firmness of spirit. But we actually see the reality of the fact, which is that he has more lack of, vi- her has more spirit and vigor than her, because he's actually willing to leave this colonizing evil. And that's something she would never do. I think Mm -hmm. that's a really nice little subtle touch. Yeah, he's willing to stand up for himself and what he believes, and she's simply not. Yeah. He's, it's, it's more than that. He's willing to, like, accept his own feelings. Like, he, like, Mm -hmm. he loves his children and his wife, and Mm -hmm. he knows that, and that's why he's leaving. But Visser 3, or Visser Visser 1, also loves her husband and her children, but refuses to give up the the glory of the Yerk Empire, her own personal glory that she can get. You know? She's actually very pathetic. <laughs> it's great. It is great. I'm sorry, this is like a really serious moment and all I can think of is, shit, he took the kids in the divorce. <laughs> ah! Asim took the fucking kids. <laughs> that bitch. He took the kids. <laughs> 
Damn. He took the Damn. host body in the divorce. Oh my god. Took the host body? <laughs> took my kids, my dog, and the host body. <laughs> Damn. That's rough. Damn. It's just it's just an awful divorce that makes it so much <laughs> less serious. It's such a messy divorce, which makes it worse, but funnier also. Y- yes. Um, but she's like, I couldn't believe my ears. I was shocked. Stunned, council members. I, I was hurt. Wounded, even. I tried to understand. And she's like, have you gone mad? Where are yerks, SM? And she's like, yes, we are, but we will find a better way than this. And she's like, I was so angry. I ran for the hidden panel where we concealed the weapons. I reached in, grabbed one of the Dracon weapons, turned, and leveled it at SM. And she was like, obey me or die. And he was like, if you fire, you may hit the children. And she was like, do you think I care? Can you tell I don't care? Obey me. I am your submisser. Obey me. (laughs) Um, And then he's like, oh my god. He puts the children down and like stares her in the eye. And is like, kill me then. And she's like ordering her finger to squeeze the trigger. But at the same time, her host rose up against me she'd lain in wait biding her time lulling me into a false sense of security she attacked with all the force of mind she had naturally i regained control within seconds but in those few seconds esim leaped out and snatched the dracon beam away from me that's a very very uh nice story mm. here is a nice story yeah that's what ava says ava is like that's a very that's a good sounding story And she's like, I couldn't let him take my children. I told him, stop worrying, you fool. I can keep the children safe. They'll be ours. I'll be a full visser, don't you see? I'll be able to protect them. This she tells only to Ava, which is interesting. And and, um, Ava's like, he didn't believe you. And she was like, he believed me. Uh, and And Ava was like, why? And she was like, it went beyond the children. Can't you see that? He was in love. And then she was like, who was he in love with? She, he was in love with Allison, his own host, Hildy. Humans, he was in love with it all. He was in love with love. He had gone over. He had become human in some way. And Ava is like, he chose to die rather than surrender his humanity. And still, you think he will conquer us? Damn, it feels Ava's like in this savage. moment, she is a straight savage and I love her. It feels like she's not on trial to the council. In this moment, she's on trial to Ava. Absolutely. Like she's defending herself. Not yeah. to them, but to her. Which is interesting. Yeah, Visser One is, is certainly a person who, like, is always... I think part of her psychology is she always thinks she's on trial for something. Because she knows she is. Like, she's all... She she and Visser Three have committed hundreds of treasons. She's always on trial, literally. But I think she's also always on trial in her mind. And is always trying to prove herself... As like always trying to defend not, her actions, always trying to defend what she does instead of acknowledging what the truth is, and I think that's a superhuman thing for someone who you know claims to not be human at all. She's one of the most human yerks we've ever met. You know, it all mm-hmm. goes back to the whole like diametrically opposed brain thing of the two brains that are constantly in conflict. This woman is constantly in conflict with herself, and she's pathetic. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love that. I love that this I love that this book is saying like, no, Visser one is not cool. She's a pathetic husk. <laughs> She's it's not cool awful. to be evil, guys. Don't be evil. <laughs> it's not cool. But 
Garoff is like, uh, Visser one. She's like, sorry, I, uh, never mind. Essen was larger than me. He was stronger because he was in a male human host and he held me prisoner. He knew my feeding schedule. He held me against my will, waiting till I was starving. At last, I had no other choice. I prepared to enter our temporary pool. And she was like, the, the Essen says that the children will need their mother. And she's like, I am their mother, I cried. A, a lie, of course, but I hope to manipulate him. And she's like, no, Allison mm. Kim is their mother. You, you are no one's mother. You never could be. Oof. I wonder if that's a true thing SM actually said to her or not. Because I think that if, if it's, I think that is um a, a genuine fear that, for reasons I'll get into, uh towards the end, I think that would could potentially be an actual fear that Visser 1 has, is that she could never be a real mother. Mm-hmm. That's I later. agree. That's for later, but I, I definitely agree. Yeah. And she's like, you've gone human, you fool! And he's like, yes. Yes, I have. And she's like, what do you do? Leave me to, in this pool with no host? Leave me trapped here? Uh, and she's like, he's troubled. He was reluctant. But at the end, he agreed to lock my alternate host onto the poolside restraints. I have required a large, impressive male for use to my sharing groups. This alternate host spent his days in a padlock, soundproofed room. Love that it's soundproofed. Because, you know, cult leaders need the <laughs> soundproofed. Love and that. He, uh, he brings her the second host, attaches to the restraining devices SM had built, and left. I immediately entered this host and went in search of Essen and Allison, Kim, and the children. And Yeref is like, why did you follow Essen? And she's like, to kill him, of course. And Ava is like, liar, you loved him. And she was like, uh, and, and, and is like, and the children? She's like, they were irrelevant. And you love them still, Yerk. True. True. Um, and she's like, I created Guilty. the children in a- Guilty as charged! <laughs> um... I created the children in an attempt to learn about humans. I had become attached to them, or at least my host had, and as I said, I had become confused. But now I knew that there was no need to destroy the children. They were infants and knew nothing. Destroying them would have involved risk for no gain. I knew that humans would adopt them and solve my problem. Garf is like, logical. And Visa 3 is like, does this traitor expect us to believe that she gave live birth to humans so that she could learn about humans? We have thousands of human controllers who pass quite well without procreating. And, she, and he's, she's like, you've never understood anything but brute force and crude manipulation, Visser 3. Your plans are grandiose and absurd. You wasted how much time and how many resources inventing a clever potion to destroy human free will? Remember when that happened? A couple I tried of many not books to. ago? I tried to forget. A failure. As anyone who knows humans could have told you, you try to seize control of the head of state of the most powerful nations and ended up alarming them, making half of them suspect our presence on Earth. Do you remember that, guys? You spent a fortune in pursuit of an anti-morphing ray that doesn't work. Why? Because you cannot even manage to wipe out a handful of, uh, Andalite refugees. She doesn't say the uh, but I think it'd be funny. I, I love that they're like, guys, remember all these things that happened in those books? <laughs> I love that too. Remember all the times he failed? Remember I- all the times he sucked at his job? How is this guy in power? Um, no idea. Yeah, that's... Well, I've already said how I feel about that many times on the show. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, oh, yeah. 
but also, I know Visser One wasn't there on the Hork-Bajir home planet, but Visser One's ta- Visser Three's tactics on the Hork-Bajir home planet were not all of smoke and fire and bloodshed and you know, uh, 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 a lake of fire kind of shit. You know, it was what she does. But whatever, whatever. And she's, he's like, you forget, I have wiped out the Andalite bandits. And she's like, oh, yes, I forgot about that little demonstration. Congratulations. You lost how many valuable hork hosts in the process over these many months? How many Yerks killed? And, she, and he's like, the mistake was following the path laid down by you, Visser One. You and your sharing, your one host at a time, your slow, steady infiltration. We took the Geds. We took the hork Took them! We made allies of the Taxons, but if they had resisted, we would have taken them too! Do you think we will infiltrate the Andalites when that time comes? Will we form little social clubs and talk them into becoming our slaves? No! When we are ready, we will take them too! We are the Yerk Empire! We are not a race of sneaks and spies! We are rulers! Conquerors! And like, several of the council members are like, yeah, we are conquerors! <laughs> And she's like, you know, I was wrong about Visser Three. He's not a dupe of the Andalites. Rather, with all this bluster and raving, he sounds as if he's been spending time with the Helmacrons. Do you remember that? Oh, I try not to. <laughs> um, the Helmacrons are those really tiny people. But, yes, the very tiny like, people with a lot of bluster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. he's like, it's very simple, Visser One. You push the policy of slow infiltration for one reason and one reason only. You feared a war of conquest would destroy your children. Hey, that's true. She literally said that in this book. It's Good job, Esplin. That's pretty on the nose. And Ava's like, wow. careful. It's a trap. Um, and she's like, he's like, she's like, nonsense. I care nothing for the human children. Nothing. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, smiling in the Andalite smile, which is just a... He's just smizing. Um, smizing. And he's like, he's, like... He's, uh, like, as it happens, council member, this is my day for surprises. And Visser, Visser 1 is like, yes, it, it was a trap. And Visser 3 is like, bring him in! And then, boom, the child walks in. He would have been nine years old now. I had last seen him years ago... For a long time, whenever I'd been on Earth, I'd followed their progress. My twins. My babies. This was my son. His name was Darwin. That had been a little joke on my part. He represented something never evolved. A human child with four parents. Two Yerk, two human. And, uh... This part's crazy. (laughs) Mr. Three is like, I'm afraid I can't trust you with a Dracon beam, but as he pointed out, human projectiles are quite effective. And one of the hork produces a, a, a human handgun, and she takes it, and is like, no choice. My heart was sweating. My heart, no, not this! Or my hand was sweating, not my, my heart. heart. was sweating. <laughs> Shut up. Look, there's a lot of H words involved. And Visser 3 is like, a single bullet, Visser 1, show us. Prove to you, prove to us that you care nothing for this human child. And she, like, is holding the gun, and... Uh, Darwin takes the gun and pr- calmly pushes it, p- pushes it, you didn't hear that, pushes, pushes it, it against his own heart. Own heart, yes, and uh, she understands. 
Darwin had been made a controller, yes. And she's like, oh, that's not good. Um, and she's like, the yerk, is, the yerk inside his brain was holding the gun so that I couldn't spin around and shoot Visser 3. Holding the gun so that the only person I could kill was Darwin. And she's like, Visser 3 must have threatened him terribly to get him to do this. Um, and she's like, I struggled to control my facial expression. I was being helped by the injuries. I had seen myself in the mirror. My right eye always seemed to be crying now. And and he's like, Darwin was a controller, but where was his sister? Where is Madra, my daughter? My little girl named for the bright, tiny moon of the Yerk homeworld. That's a very nice touch. And she's like, if I refused, it would, I would be even beyond Garoff's power to save. And Visser 3 is like, hmm, perhaps Visser 1 is unfamiliar with the operation of the weapon. That seems unlikely in the extreme, but just to refresh your memory, you pull the trigger, Visser. Just pull the trigger! And Ava's like, you can't do this. And Edris is like, I have no choice. And she's like, uh, once you chose your life over your love, are you happy with the result? And she, and Visser 3 is like, simply squeeze, then bang! And the lead projectile tears a hole through, and Gareth is like, will you please, fire or not? And she's like, Will you fire or not? Or, or Gareth is like, will you fire or not? And he's like, hoping she would fire. And, and, and she's looking into Darwin's eyes, and she's like, shocked how much he looks like Allison. Strange how much I thought I could see something, some small eyes from him that was me. I had to do it. I had to. Gareth was staring. All of the council was wrapped. All four of Vista 3's Andalite eyes straining. Only I was looking beyond. Only I could really see. No choice. I tightened my finger on the trigger. A few more seconds and the flea, the tiny insect, would be done growing. She's, de she's delaying. And she's like, You lose, Visser. You have misjudged me. I will kill this human grub. And then in my own good time, I will see you die the torturous death of a traitor. Uh, and she's like stalling because there's guess who's guess who's back in town? It's the animorphs. Uh, and she's like fire, and then whoo! Visser Three's host body was no longer the only andalite in the room. Bing bang! It's Axe! Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, Flash and he's like black teeth and claws and dazzling speed. We got Jake. Yes, we got got Cassie. Jake. Uh, and then a, a large shaggy she's the polar bear um and then there's two uh there's yes there's two more hork which I assume are Tobias and Rachel mm -hmm, and yeah. Marco is somewhere He's... one two three four five yeah Marco is somewhere but they're they're fighting and they're shooting uh and and there's dracons being fired left and right, and bullets being fired left and right, and they're like, fooled, stop firing your fucking weapons! You guys, it's a really bad idea. And Visser 3 is like, every year within the sound of my voice to me! And then Darwin is like, Andalite filth! And tries to, like, fight Axe, and he's a baby, so he can't do that. <laughs> he's nine years old. And she's like, I was helpless amid all these claws and teeth and talons and slashing blades. Human fingers were nothing without a weapon to hold. And then uh, uh, the polar bear, uh, Cassie, 
slams into uh the into Visser Three, sends him sprawling across the room, uh, and and the council again is like, "Woo, gladiator! Yeah, go get him!" <laughs> and uh, one of the count- taxon council members is so excited he eats again in a single bite <laughs> that he bites his fucking head off. And, and she's like, I was, she's like, I was afraid it would excite empathy, uh, sympathy, uh, sympathy for Visser Three. Now the council members saw for themselves what a handful of morph capable, morph capable warriors could do. Can you guys tell I've always wanted to do audio books? Mm-hmm. Morph, 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 And she's like, no, it was too late. He lied to the council. Worse yet, he had treated them like fools and now he'd been caught in that lie and uh all of a sudden the next creature through the door was neither orc nor taxon it was a gorilla and marco is like so is this what you had in mind and he's like i nodded silently and then um he knocks out one of the orc guards and then knocks out viscer one and she awoke to pain <laughs> me when i wake up with a headache <laughs> I woke to pain! (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then Yes. She wakes up and she's in um she wakes up and she's in a a taxon tunnel, basically. Um that's where the taxons kind of walk through. (laughs) And a a a dead, deflated looking taxon is about twenty years ago, but it's fine. Um and she like is 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 uh looking behind her and she sees that the yerk pool is obviously visible and yet they were hologrammed so no one can see them so glad to know eric is also in on this as always as always good getting up to getting a, a, a dubious little creature getting up to mischief this is no good no good <laughs> um and Marco is a human now, but the tiger, the polar bear, and the horcajir, and the andalite are all uh, still in morph. But Marco is is not. And, and he's like, you need to see a doctor. That damage wasn't all me. And she's like, did you kill Visser 3? And he was like, nope. He morphed. We took off. And she's like, that's a pity. They'll find you here. And he's like, we know. But not yet. She's like, you have very sophisticated holographic abilities, it would seem. Better than anything the Yerks possess. Better perhaps than the Andalites possess. And Marco's like, it's just a little something we put together from stuff we bought at Radio Shack. <laughs> Which is also, didn't they do that? Wasn't that a, isn't yeah, that a callback? Did. Yeah, That's yeah. literally what they did. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, uh, he's like, alright, why are we here? And she's like, mm, you served your purpose, so you can go. And he's like, so we were just supposed to put in an appearance? And she's like, mm-hmm. He's like, are you sure you know who you're fighting? And she's like, I know everything now. And Ava's like, do you think that'll scare him? You don't yet grasp what is right before your eyes. And Marco's like, don't waste your trying time to scare me. If we ever get taken prisoner, some Yurk will have full access to my memory. Everyone's memory here. That phone call you made? Please come kick my butt on some fellow Yurks. That'll be known to your brother, sister, brother and sister Yerks. And Ava is like, he sees it. He sees the little trappy trap, and and she's like, Shit. boy is clever. <laughs> boy is clever. 
he has grown. Yes, and she's like, that may all be true, but if you are dead, you'll talk to no one. And he's like, Axe! And Axe puts the tail blade right at her throat, and she's like, he's like, here's the deal. You leave my mother. You do it right now. We'll throw you into the pool, let you live a bit longer. Or, or my Andalite friend here twitches. And she's like, you won't do it. You're looking at your mother's face in her eyes. You can't. You're just a human with all the usual human weaknesses. That, I like that that seems to be a refrain in this book, is usual human weaknesses. That's very Mm -hmm. interesting. I don't know what it means, but it's interesting. (laughs) And she's like, he's like, you know what it says on the New Hampshire license plates? And she's like, no, I don't understand. And she's like, he's like, access the memories my mom knows. We talked about it. It means, and she's like, then we thought about it. It wasn't corny at all. It was inevitable. And she like accesses the memories and she's like, live free or die. And she's like, he's like, yep. My mother walks out of here free woman or she dies. And uh, Edris is like, he doesn't mean it. And, and, and she's like, yes, he does. You have to let him talk to me. Me without you. Me alone. And t- Marco is like, tick tock. Ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, and she's like, you're a, don't, I'm not stupid. Six, five, I'm not going to leave this bike. Four, three, (laughs) (laughs) and she's like, this is impossible. I had not expected them to seize me to take me prisoner. They reversed the power dynamic. And, and he's like, three, How did she not see that coming? I'm so I don't know why, because she, I think she still doesn't. Underestimates them. I think she underestimates them because she knows they're children. She knows at least yeah. one of them is a child. And two of them are a child, because Axe is obviously a young Gandalite. So she young thinks that a young Gandalite. <laughs> so th- so she thinks uh she thinks they won't. But uh she doesn't know them very well. And then he's like, three, two, one, and she's like, I'll release your mother. And she's like, he's like, I'll believe it when I see your nasty, slimy gray body come out of her ear. She's like, it's all lost. All my hopes and dreams. All this comes down to this pathetic hope, the mercy of two humans who hate me. And she uh, crawls out of the ear, and now she's utterly helpless. And then she says, for a long time I waited for death. (laughs) Me too, girl. Me too. Ever since Um, the day I was born. And then all of a sudden, she, like, senses the ear canal ahead of me, and she rushes back inside of Ava, and she's like, Yes, mine, mine, all of it is mine. And she sees like the tears running down Marco's face and the others, the Andalite beasts looking away. And she like frantically rummages through Ava's memories, trying to figure out what happened. And and Marco is like, sorry, mom, but I have to make it look realistic. And Jake like slashes into her, her good arm, (laughs) which is not good anymore. And then Axe slashes a shallow groove down her cheek. And Marco's like, I have to make it look like you fought. Um, and then he turns around and, like, uh, uh, the monstrous bear puts a paw around his thin shoulders. And um, then they, they, they put her down and Axe smacks her in the side of the face. That's how you know, because they say flap, which means they smack them in the side of the face. <laughs> That's Fuck. the code. Fuck. And then she, apparently, uh, this is a thing, whenever the host body is injured, 
a lot of Yerks remain semi-conscious in like a weird dreamlike state, unable to make the host body do as commanded, unable to control the mind, but still sufficiently engaged enough to be able to see the dreams, watch the echoes of recent events. In this dream state, I saw what had transpired. I saw my host body, bo <laughs> saw my host, the boy's mother, explain to her son. And, and she's like, Marco? Ava is like, Marco, you don't understand. If she turns up without a host, without me, they'll know something went on. They'll dig till they get the answers, Marco. And she's like, she needs to die. You need, Dad, and we need you back. And she's like, I know. And God, I need you more than life itself. But she's the one pushing for a nonviolent invasion. Visser 3 wants an all-out war. He wants to incinerate cities from orbit. Kill and kill till we submit. And Marco's like, we'll never submit. And Ava's like, that's a great sentiment. That's a nice brave ideal but the truth is marco humans do submit not all and not always but some maybe most enough will submit marco enough to give the yerks what they want and the rest will be dead millions billions and and she's like you cannot rely on slogans you have to win this war for now visser one must survive only she can restrain visser three if she loses or if she's seen as disloyal he'll have his way and she's like but Open war could mean humans would fight back, at least. It's better to know the enemy, know who to shoot. And she's like, yeah, but we can lose. And even if we win, how many millions or billions of humans can we sacrifice? And uh, she's, uh, Edris can see his face through Ava's memory and see him consider. A child. And now he was deciding the fate of Earth and the Yurk Empire. Yeah, duh, they do this every week. Every week, okay. every book. Literally every week, mama. But okay. It's interesting, though, to see, like, I think we're a little bit, we're used to it, because we see it every week, but, I don't know, it's it's good to see somebody else be like, oh, that's a child. This that's is for children. This is for children. That's a full child. Deciding the fate of the world again. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, Idris is like, clever, clever boy. <laughs> I'll enjoy the day I see the end of you. Standing there, smug, reveling in my weakness, imagining yourself invulnerable. I'll find the way to make you scream. And Ava's like, she has a reason. Tell me. She has children. Oh! And Axe is like, that's not- They reproduce by fission. They have no relationship with their offspring. Indeed, Yerks die in the act of reproduction. And- Ava's like, she has human children by a previous host. She has feelings for them. And since she's no longer in command on Earth, she cannot protect them. If Visser 3 launches a bloody war, they may die. And then he turns to the polar bear. And he's like, Cassie? <laughs> what the, what okay. do you think about that? Huh? What do you think about that polar bear? <laughs> I mean, now, now Edris knows one of their names, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, she also... Cassie could be an Adelaide right name. <laughs> sure. Cassie. <laughs> um, Cassie. And she's like, is like, I think she's telling the truth. And Marco's like, sorry, we can't trust anyone. And she's like, I know, but they know very little about Earth. They'll choose between Visser 1 and Visser 3. The, the decision is up to the Council of 13. If they choose Visser 3, they'll end up following his plan in the end. And Jake is like, we may prefer Visser 3 to be in charge. He makes stupid mistakes. His people all hate and fear him, which makes his people less effective. And we know him. Know what to expect. Visser 1 might be a more dangerous enemy. And she's like, surely that succinct summary was from an Andalite mind. It was flattering. And true, of course. Oh my and god. And then one of, 
one of the morphed Quark Bajir is like, Var- Visser 1 knows Marco now. If she wins over Visser 3 and takes back control of Earth, she kills Marco and takes him as her own host. That way she doesn't have to worry about the other youth seeing his memories. She can take him herself, hunt us down one by one, and then we're done for. And then the second Hork Bajir is like, kill Visser 1 now, kill Visser 3 later when we get the chance. And Marco is like, what do we do? Fearless leader? And the tiger is like, it's your call, man. It's your mom, it's your call. <laughs> By the Candrona itself. <laughs> I guess that's a phrase. By the Candrona itself. The tiger was human too. Were they all humans? <laughs> She's like, fucking, her mind is blown. She is baffled. And she's like, I want to run to Visser 3 and spit the truth in his face. You incompetent dum-dum. Your every move has been stymied, not by highly trained Andalite gorillas. There's only one gorilla. I'm just kidding. But by humans. By children. And he's like, I love you, mom. And he's like, I know, sweetheart. She's like, I know, sweetheart. I love you. I'm so proud of you. And, And he's like, yeah, dad, he, uh... And Ava's like, he's got to move on with his life. He thinks I'm dead. He already grieved. And now the odds of my surviving are very small and remote. And he's like, you can walk away now, Mom. We can get you out of here. You could move somewhere far away and disappear. We can make it happen. We have the power. We have allies, friends who have the money it would take. And Ava's like, we fight this war in our own way, Marco. And uh, he, like, runs his hand through his hair. And in, in, you know, a stretched way, not in a look how cool I am way. But he's like, okay, my call. Then here's the deal. Tell Visser 1 when she, well, she'll know, won't she? So Visser 1, the deal is this. If we hear that you have taken control of Yurk forces on Earth, we drop the dime on you. We contact Visser 3, the council directly even, and we tell them how you reached out to us. We've recorded this little meeting. The recording goes to your bosses, and that'll be it for you. Other than that, this whole thing never happened. That's the deal. You don't know us. We don't know you. We were never here. And she's like, a recording? Ah, of course. We were behind a hologram. With a hologram emitter, this sophisticated anything could be hidden. And Marco's like, oh, by the way, not all your fellow Yerks are loyal. And We can contact the Council of Thirteen. And uh, he's like, not this time, Yerk. You don't die today. But someday. And then he puts her back into Ava. And that's when he discovered how... That's when I discovered how my fate was decided. And, um... So, she's laying there unconscious. And... Apparently, I guess when they're unconscious, they can just... The the, the Yerks aren't unconscious. It's just the body. So, like, do the Yerks sleep? Do they need to sleep? I have no idea. That I got no like clue. a hell existence. That does sound like a hell existence. Yeah, sleeping is awesome. Um, but she's like, I, 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 who I could only hope that I wouldn't be found by a taxon. A taxon's loyalty and self-restraint were very doubtful when there was fresh meat to be had without a struggle. Um, and she's like remembering the story that she told to the council, and she's like. I lied to them. Of course I lied. Essam and I knew the Kandrona was running down. Starvation lay ahead. Essam said he would rather die than contact the Empire. Not me. I wasn't ready to die. I loved life as a human. Loved my life as Alice and Kim, as Hildy's wife, as a mother. 
I got over. I was as much human as I was Yerk. But how do I survive? And more important, how do I rule? <laughs> she's like, I simply wanted to shape the invasion of Earth to allow me to maintain control over the tactics and the strategy. Until we were them, and they us, and all under my power. I could do it all, if only I could present the Empire with a fight and comply. A fight, I'll comply. Fight, fight, an accomplished fact. <laughs> um, and she's now she's relaying to us, you know, uh, she began to work at a feverish pace. They moved to a typical American suburb, a mid-sized city on one of the oceans. And she used her superior computer skills to steal millions of dollars from bank accounts, forming fake companies and raising million more from the sale of stock. And after I'd secured the seed money, several hundred million, I began to create the sharing. It would cater to one of the most fundamental human weaknesses, the need to belong, the fear of loneliness, the hunger to be special, the craving for an exaggerated importance. I would make a haven for the weak, the inadequate, the fearful. I would wrap it all up in the bright packaging that humans love so much. The sharing would never be about weak people being led to submit to a stronger will. No, no, it would be about family, virtue, righteousness, brotherhood, and sisterhood. I would offer people an identity, a place to go. I would give them a new vision of themselves as a part of something larger, erasing their individuality. And then I said, oh, wow, it literally is a cult. Oh, 1,000%. This is what we were talking about in one of the earlier episodes. Like, they just full-on write out and say it. This was a cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I live for it, Mama. I live. And she's like, I just, I needed to, to present my accomplished fact. I needed one human, just one, to submit voluntarily. If I could show them one human who surrendered her his or her free will and freedom without threat of violence, I could convince the Empire to follow my path, the way of infiltration. And so she has this the first meeting of the sharing took place on a Saturday. 35 people attended. Uh, and she did a very tremendous job in a very short time. She was very proud of herself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she literally says, I studied every cult, every movement, every great mesmerizing leader that ever held sway over humans. Um, and she's like, I spoke to them from the stage, not as Alice and Kim, of course, because all my links to Alice and Kim would have to be concealed before my fellow Yerks arrived. I carefully picked a human host just for this purpose. His name was Lawrence Alter. I, I get it. Like Alter? Maybe like a like uh-huh. an altar you stand uh-huh. on? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And he changed, uh, she changes his, uh, his name to Lore David Altman. The name combinations were popular back then. <laughs> and he was a charismatic man with a loud, deep voice and a, an abundance of hair. Just the sort of face that humans responded to. Although his brain was a wasteland compared to Allison's. Alice and Kim had been left, cu- left handcuffed in a radiator in a hotel room awaiting my return. Later, after it was over, I found I couldn't exactly recall what I'd said in the first meeting of the sharing. Not the specific words. A lot of high-flown rhetoric touching on the themes that humans love to hear, that they're special, a chosen few, that their failures in life are all someone else's fault, that mystical unseen forces and secret knowledge will give them power. Great. Hey, Applegate, they read, they read one history, or one newspaper article about Scientology and said, Aliens. Yes, but what if they aliens. were actually aliens, but bad? But bad, bad but evil. 
but evil. And they also said, what if they were fascists, but evil? <laughs> um, and she's like, she already, she explained that there's a thing called the outer sharing and then the inner sharing. The humans in the outer sharing were wiser, better, more moral and superior than the average human, but not as lucky and superior as those who had entered the inner sharing. Of course, at that point, there was no inner sharing. Just 70 or 80 humans sitting in plush chairs and being fed an endless diet of words that had no clear meaning. This is what Esam, who had infested on Lowenstein and Hildy, would not credit. That humans would surrender their freedom in exchange for empty words. But I had infested the lost soldier and even the even more lost Jenny Lines. I had tasted human defeat and superstition and weakness. I knew. Oh! Oh! I mean, it's so true, though. Fuck, it's so true. Like, there's a reason why cults if, are popular and that they there's exist. There's a reason why cults work and and why fascism works is because people are lonely. It's because people are lonely, and they especially nowadays because we starve ourselves with community when we need yeah, it. Yeah, we literally. We we get stuck on the internet. That's why so many people watched. They watched Midsommar and they were like, "This actually seems like a great thing," even though it's a horrible cult that commits genocide and controlled inbreeding. You know, like I I oh, it's just so so true. And this would have been even more true. If it, it's just like with Taylor. It would have been even better if it came out now. Because mm-hmm. nowadays, I bet you ninety percent of my friends would be happy to join a cult. <laughs> like, like. It's just a fact. Like, 90% of the people I know would be like, oh yeah, I am very lonely and I need a cult. Like, it's just so true. It's so true. And the fact that it's not just cults, it's also fascism. Like, humans, one of our greatest weaknesses is our desire to, is our desire for community and our just, like, paralyzing fear that we'll be left alone to uh, devoid of any meaning in a meaningless sea. And when you hear fascists talk about, oh, the, the, the cultural heritage of the white race and how you can defend the white race and the American values and Christian values. Like that's a real thing. It's not just a cartoon character. Like that actually works. Like there's a reason why people join cults or are fascists or, or, or even submit to like abusive relationships or abusive imbalances of power. It's because they desire community or connection in some way because we're just so terrified of being alone. It's a whole thing, you guys. It's a whole, <laughs> whole thing. thing. Anyway, that's we're why gonna it get works. into it more later. Yeah, I'll sure try. <laughs> and she's like, "It was so easy. You know, it was disturbingly easy. I'd been in the human host for a long time, gone from the negligible Jenny Lines to the formidable Allison Kim. I had come to have some sympathy for humans, even as I plotted the destruction as a race." I had, or felt I had, human children of my own. Part of me, a small part, was disappointed that I was right. That, uh, or, wait, wait a minute. It says, a small part of me, a small part of me was like Essam and did not want to believe that humans could be this easily fueled. Part of me, a small part, was disappointed that I was right. Uh, and this guy named Rich Huntley uh, begs Tim to join the inner sharing, and she's like, why? What do you want to join? And he's like, because I really believe in all you're saying. And she's like, you can believe without being in the inner sharing. Why is it so important to you? And he's like, because I want to be part of something, something big and important. And he, she's like, a part of something, anything, so long as he could be a part and not be himself alone. 
She's like, if you join the inner sharing, it will mean losing all your individual will. And she's like, it will mean that you will never be free from the sharing. And he's like, I don't want to be free of it. I love the sharing. I love you, brother lore. And and she's like, you, you will be a part different. And he's like, yeah, that's what I want. And she's like, this is insane. He was so eager, so willing to give up his individuality to, to join this. Even like, like, uh, so she, insane. She, um, yeah, she, it's insane. But, uh, uh, once, uh, she had, like, one final test for him, and, uh, after Essam left his host, uh, uh, he, he, well, Essam had left his host, agreeing to help with the experiment, uh, thinking he would win the bet, and, uh, Essam, like, gets dragged out of this jar, half filled with water, and, and she's like, I knew how we looked to humans, slugs, worm, leech, worms, leeches, the reference points were never flattering, and then this guy, Rich Huntley, is like, oh, gosh. What the fuck's she's that? she's like, Rich? She's like, Rich? I'm gonna put this worm you. in your brain. I'm gonna put this worm in your brain, you guys. To become a member of the inner sharing, you must allow me to put him in your ear. He will take over your life. And he's like, but then I'm in, right? Then I'm in the inner sharing. And he's like, she's like, yes. And he's like, does it hurt? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. And uh, she puts Essam into Huntley's brain, and she's like, he's like, you win, Subvisor. And she was like, we win, Essam. All Yerks win. And then I made the note, holy shit, she's a monster. You t- like, yeah, this is uh- just... I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but this whole situation is one of the most, like, I don't know, morally sickening things I've read in this entire series. Yeah. Like, the entire- the actual truth of what the sharing is, and how it ex- I- I just really hate cults, okay? Mm-hmm. I hate anyone who wants to exploit someone else's weakness, and, like, not weakness, anyone's loneliness. I hate it so much. Um, so I- I- I hate this. <laughs> it's so repellent to me in every conceivable way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great character. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and she's like- the first law of evolution. Humans won't lose because we're not predators. We're parasites. They'll live. They'll be fed and cared for. And she, he's like, they'll be slaves. And she's like, look around in that mind while you're in there, Essam. What else was this human good for? Oh. Uh. So uh. disgusting. It's so disgusting. Yeah, and it's then Essam leaves, and then they just kill that host. They just kill yeah, him. Yeah, they just murder him. They just murder Rich. And um, she needs to spend all of her time as uh, Lord David Altman now, the spiritual guide of the sharing. And Esma's like, what are you going to do with Allison? And she's like, what do you mean? We're going to kill her. And while we're at it, we need to erase Hildy Gervais as well. Hildy's tied to Allison, and it will be better if it seems they've both moved away. And he's like, you'd kill the father and mother of those children? And she's like, I will be Visser. And and a Visser in the single digits, Esma. What can they deny me now? I could be Visser 6, or 3, I could even be Visser 1, Essam. Won't that be wonderful? Visser 1? And she's too caught up in her own visions to spot of power to spot the early warning signs. Um, and, uh, uh, she... He, it, it, the rest of what yeah, she told the council was true, or mostly true. Essam had overpowered me, starved me till I left Alice and Kim. He'd left me with access to Lore David Altman. I did go in search of Essam, but not to kill him. 
He had my children. I wanted them back. I still wanted them back. And she gets waken up by uh, some human controller. Uh, and Visser 3 is like, is she awake? And she's like, yes. Uh, she seems to have been slashed by a large animal. Get her to the trial chamber. Now. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Asshole. Yeah. And she's like, we walked towards the chamber. The guards walked with us. As before, but with one difference, it was clear now that we were both being watched. Ooh. So they're sitting. They're well, sitting. she's sitting. Visser 3 is standing. And uh, she's like, outside the chamber, Hork-Pajou were multiplying, rushing to obey Garoth's direct orders. Orders that might result in Visser 3's arrest, but would more likely result in his immediate execution. After all, a more capable warrior is very, very hard to hold on to. And Ava's like, you're a thief, a slave mistress, a murderer many times over. How is it that I could even feel the slightest pity for you? And the council, they show up. And Gareth is like, there are a few questions that left to that. Okay, let me try that again. There are a few questions that have to be cleared up. I love the idea of that. <laughs> he like, he's like, wait a sec, can I try that again? Uh-huh. And the council's like, yeah, yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good. He's like, there's a few questions left to be cleared up. How did the children escape? How did SM die? And how did his host, Hildy, survive? And she's like, you want me to keep going? And he's like, don't make the mistake of believing you're still on trial, Visser. The trial is over. We've already decided on a verdict. Two verdicts. That's like, strange. Much as we hated each other, Visser Visser 3 and I were in the same boat, as the human expression goes. A boat that was heading for the rocks of a lee shore. (laughs) And she's like, I enjoyed- Ava is like, I enjoyed it when you sailed. Before I realized it was all a setup to explain your disappearance. She was like, this wasn't a setup. I- I- it wasn't all a setup. I miss it. And Gareth is like, tell us in succinct fashion what happened after Essam left with your progeny. And she's trying to go back, uh, turn turn her memory back to the hectic days of such soaring hope mingled with such bitter loss. And she keeps seeing a white sail billowing above her, feeling spray on her face, stinging her eyes, her hand on the tiller, the pressure of her against her palm, the sense of that the boat itself was alive endowed with life by the need of sky and sea to create a sort of union Ava's husband, my second husband was there so to speak, lying back feet, tro- feet propped, drinking one hand a book he wasn't reading on the other hand and Marco of course got climbing dangerously in the rigging, playing superhero I had shielded myself from the boy and his father I had learned by then to not let human emotions affect me I was an actor playing a part to perfection I never let Ava see my children she hated me so for what I was doing to her family, her son. Somehow I could never stand the possibility of her knowing that I, too, had children. We all do what we have to. Morality is an illusion. A, seal, a shield for the weak. It's all about hunger for power. I knew that. Believed that. That seems like a very... If Marco was evil, that's something Marco would say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's something he would say yeah. out of, like... Yeah. That is something he would say now, but out of, like, anger... And wouldn't mean it. Yeah, the, the idea that morality, the morality is an illusion thing. Yeah, something yeah, I know. He's I know. already said like many times. Yeah. Um, and Gareth is like, "We're waiting, girl boss." She's like, uh, "Yes." Uh, it was. Uh, I went after them. 
Hildy, uh, Essen was no fool. Allison was no fool. And Hildy had lived an interesting life. He knew the places a human could hide. Nevertheless, I found him. Uh, the twins were sick. Uh, and both with high fevers. Uh, I, I, the doctor admitted them to a hospital and their names popped up in a computer search. And I was there very quickly. Three days had passed. I knew SM would be starving. I hoped to use the presence of the Kendrona to torture him. Starvation is so much more painful when salvation is near. And Ava's like, you are going to save him. And she's like, no, I was not. He had abandoned me, spurned me. After all, we- Jealousy. Jealousy. Don't be idiotic. Not jealousy. Rage. How could they? SM, Allison, he had been a duty to- He had a duty to me. And she did- and she, she hadn't I treated her kindly? And yet she tricked me, used me, and then turned on me. And Ava's like, oh my god, do you hear yourself? You use and enslave and kill without mercy You inspect loyalty? Gareth's like, girl boss, if you have some difficulty in focusing, she's like, no, I'm fine. And uh, she found Essam starving. And and it's very interesting. This seems to be what sort of causes Hildy's downward spiral. Into oh, you think? The person he is now. <laughs> no, though specifically the starvation seems to be the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she approaches Essam, um, and he attacks her, but she was armed, and he's like, go ahead and kill me, I'm already dead. And he's like, what? she's like, why are the twins here? And she's like, what, do you actually pretend to care? They have a virus, a resistant strain of some sort. If, if I had the ship, if I had access to the ship's computer, I could synthesize an antiviral. I could, I, I could... She's like, you betrayed me and betrayed your race. And she's like, your race is twisted and sick and evil. You're a predator. Go ask a- or she's like, you're a predator. Go ask a cow or pig what they think of humans. We do what we were born to do. And Essam is like, I'm dying. Don't- please don't hurt the kids. Please don't hurt the kids! Uh, and he collapses immediately. Um, so, and then Essam is trying to get out. Trying to get out, but directed by Jordan Peele. Um, and like, grabs, uh... <laughs> He's acting he right here. She grabs yeah, him while he's halfway out. Him. Yeah, and the death was already reaching that part of the body because she's only holding half of a year. And he moves a little and then stops. And then she puts her she puts him in her pocket. She puts him in her pocket. Which is so fucking And she has this line, she That's said, I put him into my pocket. A strange moment. A moment I'll never forget. So small we yerks, compared with the host bodies we take. So small I could stick my friend in my pocket. Mm. Hmm. That's very interesting, yeah. You think this would be the moment that she'd be like, Wow, that's really sad, and maybe I should re examine my life choices. But no. You would think You would think. But the important no, thing is here that Yeah. When Essam was exiting the body, he was already dying. And when she pulled him out, she basically had half a yerk in her hand. So part of his dead... Half of a dead yerk is still in Hildy's brain. Still attached yeah. to his brain. Yes. Some of his neurons were firing through dead yerk tissue. And he's trying to attack him. Um, Allison saw them fighting. Alice, uh, what? Okay, basically, Allison saw them fighting, and the nurses and yeah, interns... oh yeah, Allison is free at this point. Yes, yeah, yes, she's I free. I forgot that part. She's free and alive. Yes, I remember what happens now. Yeah, yeah, they drag Hildy away. Uh, Hildy is fine, and then Allison disappears. The twins are gone. Oh, the twins are still there, but she had disappeared. 
Because she was afraid yeah, and that that... this is what's upsetting. Um, she knew she uh, would come back disguised, or coming back for the children. So she came back disguised as a doctor with a wig and colored contacts, but I knew her all too well. I killed her. This that for me... very fucking upsetting. This for me was the point when I was like, oh, so she's an unredeemable monster. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah, this was it for me. Yeah. When she... It's just, it's so cold-blooded. That's the thing that got me. Yeah, the person that you had, like, they were companions for over two years. You raised a child! Together. Like, like, like I have no doubt that part of her, of Idris's identity was tied to Alice and Kim. And then she just fully killed her with, with, without hesitation. Yeah. Um... And Gareth is like, so you eliminated the troublesome host. She's like, yes. And the human healed me? The human diagnosed him as the humans diagnosed him as mad. He could have raved all he liked. It didn't matter. No one would ever believe him. And the children? Uh, I left them where they were. In the hospital. In time, they were judged to be abandoned put and put up for adoption. That is where the human bo- pair-bonded couples take over another human's progeny. And she's like, uh, and then? She takes like a deep breath. She's like, "It's all at an end now," and she's like, "I waited the for the f- the first ships to arrive, and I built the sharing. Uh, a few, a dozen, then a hundred. We built our financial base and began the secret construction of this very facility, the great, the first great youth pool on planet Earth. Finally, when I judged the time was right, I eliminated Lord David Altman. Humans will tear down a living leader, but revere a dead one. I left behind sufficient writings." The sort of transparent nonsense that humans pour over so endlessly. And then she found Ava, and she took it. And continued running the sharing from behind the scenes, uh, infiltrating, swelling our numbers without ever firing a Dracon beam. And Ava's like, you're a murderer! That soldier, Jenny Lowenstein, Allison, uh, that soldier, Jenny, Lowenstein, Allison, Lord. And, and she's like, and you would have had your day, human, when the time came that I tired of you. And Gareth is like, is that everything? And she's like, everything. Everything but the years of missing Essam, missing Allison, regrets, rage, the thrill of watching my power grow as my plan came to fruition, the impotent despair of watching my children from afar, half year, almost human. I had taken this final host because at least unconsciously I wanted to know the life I could never really know. The life of a spouse, the love of a child. But none of it ever really touched me. I'd had my fling with humanity. I was Yerk once more. I was Visser one. It's enough, I said. Then the council will make its judgments. I, I just... I like to think that she took Ava because she was similar to Allison. Like, on some unconscious, yes. un- unconscious level. She, like, not necessarily out of regret, but out of just needing something familiar. She took Ava because similar to Allison, and she wanted that again. Like, wanted to do it a second time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's- I definitely think it has something to do with, like, I don't know, she convinces herself that she doesn't ever want this kind of familial love again, but in the same breath, she does. You know, she says, like, I didn't tell them all of the- the years of missing Altman and of loving, of missing SM Allison and loving my children and and and, ra- and watching them from afar. 
but she still convinces herself that no, no, none of that is human. None of it. I'm just a no. normal year. I'm just, I'm just a person. Woman. Yeah. It's it's honestly the most. She's one of the most pathetic characters in this entire series because she refuses to see that mm-hmm. that all of those things, that pain and that frustration and that love she still obviously has for her child because she couldn't kill him in this fucking trial is real, and it makes her human. But whatever, I guess. She's just pathetic. She's a great character, though. She is just... I love a villain that's pathetic. Like She's fascinating, I, 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 but I hate her. I hate her guts. Anyway. <laughs> I hope Marco uh, kills her at some point. I hope she ends up doing something that causes herself to die. Mm, that seems yeah. very fitting. Destroying herself. I don't know. I don't think she's redeemable, personally. No. I don't think the, set- the series is setting us up for that. At least I hope it's not. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think anyone can be redeemed, but I don't think that's where the series is going for her. I, th- I also think anyone can de- be redeemed, but I'm just looking at like the narrative structure. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. It's interesting because you read parts of this book and you, and I'll get into, oh, I'll get into this later in my thoughts, but you read parts of this book and you think, oh, they're going to try to redeem her. And then, no, but I'll get to that in literally like a second. (laughs) Um, But they're kept waiting a long time, the both of them. They're not speaking to each other. And she's like, uh, uh, Ava is like, I should have helped you. Even if it did lead to open war, I shouldn't have helped you. That's what I meant to say. I shouldn't have helped you. You filthy evil thing. I thought I'd found something decent inside you. I thought you were a mother too. And she's like, I was. I I am. She's like, at least now you'll be dead and I'll be free. She's like, you die too, human. What freedom is there in death? And David's like, I'll be free of you. And finally, the hologram turns on again. Uh, The scene is different, though. One of the Texans was gone and one of the Horkbegir as well. The Council of Thirteen was, as far as I could see, the Council of Eleven. Visser Three's stock eyes swiveled to see my reaction, and I nodded. Yes, there had been quite a debate among the Council members, but Garoth is still there. What the fuck like, does that Visser mean? One? Yeah, I don't know. And he's like, Visser's one and three, you have jointly or individually committed a dozen death penalty offenses. Visser Three, you lied to and manipulated this Council. Mr. One, you clearly committed numerous death penalty offenses during a period early in your invasion of Earth. You are both condemned to death by Kendrona starvation. And she's like, I felt nothing. Of course it would happen. Death. The most terrible death we know. And then Gareth is like, both sentences suspended. And they're like, what? What? The fuck? And he's like, Mr. Three, you have failed to make progress with Earth. Your sentence is suspended for now because we simply have no one ready to take over operations there. Earth is vital. If you want the suspension to become permanent, give us Earth. We need them. We need them badly. The Andalites are building up their forces. And Visser Three's like, yes, I will begin with the, with the annihilation of their cities. And he's like, no, you will not. The Andalites have long at last become fully aware of the situation on Earth. They are assembling a massive fleet in orbit around their homeworld. It will be ready to launch within months. Target uncertain. And he's like, not Earth? 
And Gareth is like, Earth or the Anati world. It will depend on which they decide is more important. But as you know, the Visser 3, the Andalites are slow to commit. Do you have the fight, the forces to fight a full Andalite fleet containing 30 of their dome ships, Visser 3? And he's like, not responding. Because <laughs> rather than, he chose no not to comment. Than admit, no comment. Uh, oopsie poopsie. And Gareth <laughs> was like, no, I didn't think so. Visser 1, we wish the Andalites to attack us in the Anati system, but not immediately. The planet in question is ringed by numerous moons and large asteroids that will allow us to place Dracon cannon. Cannon are easier to come by than ships. And she's like, I... I don't understand. Do you... Are you ordering me to... And she's like, you... He's like, you, you're too valuable to dispose of just yet. You are the most successful military officer in the Empire. You are ordered to proceed immediately to the Anati system and to take over subjugation of her sentient race or races and prepare to resist an Andalite attack. Succeed and you will live. Fail and... All of a sudden, Ava is, like, attacking and she's like, No! Kill her! Kill her! You have to! And uh, she uh, Edris immediately stifles her words and Ava's just like, No! 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 And Edris is like, what's the matter? Sick of my company? Ha ha ha! A new planet! A chance to redeem everything! And Gareth is like, shut the fuck up. Bitch. As bitch. I was saying, bitch, <laughs> fail us and the sentence of death will be carried out. That is the decision of the council. And then, boom, the hologram is gone. And Ava's just like, this whole time's like, no, please kill me, get out of my head! And she's like, oh, a new planet. No more troubling humans. And this time I would do it right. The children? Visser 3 had made Darwin a host. My son was lost to me. But what about Madra? Was she free? Could I? No, I couldn't. Someday, not yet. Someday she would know me. I would tell her all about me, about who I was, about how she had come to exist. And she would love me as a daughter loves a mother. And if not, then I could always infest Madra, place some well-trained yerk in her head. Then she would love me. She'd have no choice. What the yes, it was fuck? all going to work out fine. Yeah, she's... Oh, fuck. Oh, so all the disgustingly way. evil. Yeah. And she's like, it was going to work out fine. It was a great, big, lovely galaxy full of opportunity. And she's like, well, Visser 3, nice try. I thought you had me there for a while. I thought at long last you had me. And he's like, oh, but I did. It was the Andalite bandits who saved you. If they hadn't attacked... One more reason to exterminate them. Yes. Well, about those Andalite bandits, while we're still at this unpleasantness between us, I guess I could tell you... What could you tell me? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all, Visser. Not a thing. And that's where the book ends! Yay! Okay. Oh my lord Jesus Christ, what a oh. fucking monster. It's time. It's time. It's time. <laughs> I that love that ended right when it was time. That was great. It's it's guess what everybody? It's twelve thirty-five. Um, it's twelve thirty-five. Hey, that was perfect timing. Um. <sighs> where do you even fucking start? I have no, no idea, no idea. Um. Do you want? To, I think you should go first with your thoughts. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, I really, really fucking love this book. I think it's obviously... The, I don't know if this counts as a chronicle, because it's not... I, I mean, I guess it's a chronicle book. 
But I definitely think, I think it's so. the best one. I think it's pretty clearly the best one. Mm-hmm. And it gets an easy 10 out of 10. And I love it for so many, so many reasons. Um, I love that uh, the book takes place not just in the past, but also in the present. Uh, I love the realpolitiking. I love how much of a monster Visser 1 is. And I, I really like how... Um, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, how in a lot of times when they take a villain and they make them into a parent, like like a mother or a father, they do that to try to make them sympathetic in some way. But I like how this this story says, no, um, Visser 1 is almost made worse by the mm-hmm. fact that she's a mother and that we know that because she's now able to convince herself that, like, that she's doing, I don't know, she, I don't know how... I don't know. It makes her worse. You know what I mean? It just does. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how to explain it super well. It just, it does because I think, sorry, I'm thinking. Shut the fuck up. It's okay. Um, yeah, so for the most part in fiction, we see that like motherhood, fatherhood, parenthood, like changes a person makes them become a lot more selfless um it changes their perspective on the world it not only garners sympathy with the reader but it like fosters sympathy within the character and it's almost the opposite for her she becomes twice as monstrous twice as selfish knowing all the things that we know in the fact that she has these children and they and she expects loyalty and love from them um like that part at the end when she's like she just completely writes off darwin because he's infested um no thought like oh i could save him i could release the yerk in his head um no she's just like well he's a lost cause i almost killed him i love him but he's a lost cause and i'm never gonna get to know him what about the other child who will love me i'll explain it to her and if she doesn't love me then i'll do the same thing to her as was done with as was done to Darwin, and I'll make her love me. Like, that's a pretty yes, monstrous thought process. Yeah, um, I like that they, I think I, if, what it is is that they made her a mother, but they didn't make her a good mother. They made mm-hmm. her, she's a narcissist. That's the thing. She's a narcissist. And I think that that that's a really key thing. Is, you know, she sees her children as just another thing that she can own. Mm-hmm. You know, like when she first she thinks- meets the earth, she thinks, oh, it's mine. And when she sees her children, part of her thinks, oh, it's mine. I, I have an, I'm entitled to it, even though I I can't because I, I, I will, you know, reveal myself to the years. But I do love my children. It's just that the, the way that I love them is like you would love an object. Like you would, like you would love something that, that you own. Yeah, she feels you as know? though she's entitled to their love and to their loyalty. And yeah, yeah. It's very much, I, I like that, um, I just like explorations of, 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 of abusive mothers in fiction, because I feel like there's this weirdly sexist attitude that like, oh, if a woman is a mother, then she's a good person. And it's like, mm, no, absolutely. there are evil mothers in the world. Oh, for know? sure. They're I've a whole thing. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, she is, I love this character because they did not try they it's like it's very much like what ava said is like i thought for a second i could have sympathy for you but no you're a monster 
you're just an awful person all around. And there's and no way getting around it. There's no way getting around it. And I think that's that's a really uh, cool thing that they did, is they took this woman and they said, oh, you think that you're going to sympathize with her? No. No. There's nothing to sympathize with. She's a full-on, just, demon. <laughs> like, and I love it. I think it's an excellent character choice. She's such a twisted person, which is so... It's delicious. It's so good. It's very tasty. And it makes her so much scarier than Visor 3. Visor 3 was good in this book. He was at his best in this book. But she is terrifying. She's stone cold, calculating, and not only only beyond that, it's because she believes in everything she's doing. So wholeheartedly is what is terrifying about her. We said that from like... Yeah. Genuinely, we were telling, saying that from, like, the beginning when she was first introduced about how much she is so, how she is the scariest villain. Like, mm-hmm. besides maybe Cryak, but, like, not involving space magic, just involving space mm-hmm. politics. <laughs> She's yeah. probably one of the scariest villains. Um, yeah. I think she genuinely convinces herself that she's absolutely doing the right thing. Not just for her, but, like, for her children. And you know what is so terrifying? And that's what's so upsetting. So upsetting about that is that that's very human. Like It's so human. The narcissism is so human of her, and she just can't see it. I mean, even the way she speaks and her mannerisms are so human. And she just refuses to admit it. Yeah. Speaking of Visser 3, though, good on him. He's good on great him. in this book. Yeah, he finally <laughs> got awesome it together. In this book, actually. He finally fucking got it together. And I really also, I like that we got a lot of, I want more your cultural things. I've been wanting this the whole time, mm-hmm. you know? I want more, I like, I love that it's a kangaroo court. I love that this basically means nothing. And even though they got death sentences, nothing will come of it. Mm-hmm. like i love that i love that little bit when she said by the Kendrona itself like what does that mean do they worship the Kendrona? <laughs> by the Kendrona itself <laughs> like it's so silly like do, do they have a god do they worship something do they have religion i mean they I'm see so... cryak when they die or jake did i don't know if they all do but i think they all do yeah i have no idea they see the giant red eye of cryak so, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know, but I want to know. And it's very strange. Yeah. It's like, gosh, I don't know. What else can we even say? Like, I don't even I don't know. know. This book was say. so good. There's just so much happening in it, and I really regret... I always held my... We recorded these over three days, and every time I went to bed, I'd be like, oh yeah, tomorrow I have to write down some notes to do for Visser. Then I never would. Now I'm really regretting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be one of those books where, like, in three days from now, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have said that. I should have said that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If that happens, I mean, um, maybe we, should, we can just, like, write it up and, and post a link to our thoughts on Twitter or something. Um. Yeah, and be like, I, more to say, more to say. We never shut up. Um. But yeah, so if we have more, if we end up having more to say, we can just do that. But 
yeah, final thoughts about this book. Go. And your rating. Oh, fuck. Now? Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be now, but I just want to know your thoughts. No, I'll do it. I'll do my best. Um, This book is an excellent exploration of several things, including, uh, but not limited to, cults, love, exploitation, flirting, (laughs) children, narcissism. (laughs) And I think it explores all these things pretty perfectly. Um, it's easily the best of the Chronicles books, in my opinion. So it's an easy 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, I love this book. I love it so, so, so much. I'm probably going to have more to say based on what you say. This is what how it usually happens. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not final. <laughs> yeah, like 10 out of 10 for me. I agree. It touches on all of those things. And sometimes in- the Animorphs books have a habit of packing too much in to, like too short of a book they just try to then bite off more than they can chew like um like the experiment had so much going on there was like veganism and the potion for the free will and then like axe's identity and then monkey people the, <laughs> monkey people and all of the things um this is just as much going on, but I think it works really well um, because it's all kind of tied to Visor 1. Um, sometimes what happens is like we'll have character-specific themes and then like one non-character-specific theme, and it just like doesn't work. Like um, in that book with Jake and his Jake and Tom and like their thing, and then that World War II parallel that like came out of nowhere that kind of thing um that i missed that you missed even though it's so obvious um (laughs) sorry um so sometimes things like that it just doesn't meld well but this book does that really well i mean i think her themes with narcissism and the themes of love really fit together really well in light of this character's personalities and her struggles and her many 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 flaws and the fact that she's just a monster um yeah so i think on that on that in that respect this book is really well written really well executed um the prose in this book was also fantastic i love i really enjoyed how like (sighs) there were points in the book where dialogue kind of blended into main text so you really couldn't like it was really hard in some some cases to tell if she was talking to the council if she was talking to herself or if she was talking to eva which is kind of how this whole thing happened pretty much like that was a really nice narrative structure to further the plot yeah i really like the parts when like uh, Idris would narrate something and then Ava would respond to it because it makes you remember like, oh yeah, these are just her thoughts. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, at first when I was reading it, I was like, oh, they forgot some uh, some quotation marks here. Like they forgot some punctuation. But no, that was just, I think that was very intentional on the part of the authors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it was really successful. Like it was really good. Um... What else? Oh yeah, Wizard 3 gets, I think, three competent stars today. 
I think he gets three. Good job for him. Good job for him, because there was three main, like, little plots, little schemes that he did mm-hmm. that pretty much worked out. So he gets three stars. Um, and I liked that we had a little a Marco and the kids cameo. Mm-hmm. They made an appearance. Um, I yeah. liked how that they like brought it back into the main series because for the most part, most of the Chronicles books like take place outside of the normal series and and then like they just get like brought up in, in normal books later and we have no idea how mm-hmm. the kids like know about that. Like when Cassie was yeah. talking about Aldrea as a hero from the, the pro, like from the pros- prophecy. Like Yeah. What? Um, but I really liked how this <laughs> yeah. book, like, tied back into the main series. Um, so I thought that was really nicely done as well. So yeah, it was, it's a solid 10 out of 10 for me. And definitely yeah. the best Chronicles books. It's not what we expected, but it's somehow better. Yeah. I, I did want to touch on, I like how they, um... I thought the pacing was really, really, really solid. Mm-hmm. Not just for the whole, like, um, like kind of red herring of making you think that she's going to be sympathetic and then totally turning it on its head and making her seem so much worse. Like, that's already a very, very well-executed heel turn. Um, I guess a narrative heel turn. Um, but also this... I, I was thinking about narcissism and how that relates to cults. I like that they establish, like her narcissistic tendencies before even talking about the sharing because that Mm -hmm. that all connects like when they talk like about the human weakness that they first discover in jenny and lowenstein like they talk about that and then they're like how how is like you're thinking like what is that but how does that impact what you're doing now and then she says she shows you oh this is how it impacts because humans their greatest weakness is that they're so alone and they are so afraid of being alone that me who can exploit people and manipulate them very well through because i have because i'm a narcissist i can lead this cult like i thought that that was just really expertly done how they tied in that theme of narcissism super nicely into showing how cult leaders employ the same tactics as narcissistic abusers because most of them tend to be narcissistic abusers um, in order to uh, get them to join your cult. (laughs) I also like, um, oh shit. I like, I like, again, I like that it, it pairs back into, you know, ideas about why people join violent political movements and ideologies and, and, and tying that back into that being how, the aliens are winning. You know, that was really cool. Oh, I really liked the debate about um, Visser 1's methods versus Visser 3's methods. Mm -hmm. And I like how they show that both of those methods, while they have their merits, they won't work uh, if you do all all of one, you know? Um, You have to have a synthesis between the two if you really want to conquer. Like, and I was thinking, oh shit! I just had a thought. Uh, no, that's not allowed. Oh, I, I got it. I figured it out. Sorry, I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> I'm on trial for having thoughts. <laughs> exactly, um, you're on trial now. Bitch. Oh fuck! The 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 prison bars clink from the ceiling. Um, but I was I was just having a thought about how how 
cool it is that it shows, although I um, have a little bit of a problem with both Vissers, Mr. and Mrs. Visser, being having basically only personal reasons for being as good as they are in this war, I do like how both of their methods, both of their methodologies, are very clearly based in um, making... They're very personal, you know? Visser mm-hmm. 1 approaches this war in the way that she does because she doesn't want to lose her kids at the end of the day. She's afraid of, of not so much losing her kids as it is having someone else own them and love them who isn't her. Yes. Um, and Visser 3 wants to lead this vanguard warrior, like, hoorah-rah, like, like, conquest because he wants to be the conquester. He wants to be the biggest cock in the hen house, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. It, that's a very personal thing for him. We don't really know why yet because we haven't really seen any of his backstory and I'm worried we never will. But it's very clear that both of these things are personal. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything you would have liked to see more of in the book? It's a very good question. I think I just want to know, I wish there would have been more nods to, um, to your culture, to, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like, um, we got to see a little bit of their culture with the trial and the Council of Thirteen, all that, all that good stuff. But like, being a year trial, I expected to see just, just like more your culture more references to their society um yeah yeah i don't know what about you um i would have liked to see some of that um i was thinking though when i first finished the book i remember they they say the line like oh Bisser three must also agree to have a memory dump and then we don't ever get to see any of his memories because it's a fucking kangaroo court because it's a kangaroo court, but I mean, like, if they do the memory dump, that means that they did it. Mm-hmm. But we never get, we, the audience, never get to see those memories. And mm-hmm. I would have honestly been fine with having a longer book if it meant that this book called Visser could have potentially been about both Vissers. I think that yeah. would have been really cool. Um, I would have liked to see that. Um, I was thinking, actually, about patriotism last night, and about what I was trying to say the last episode with this idea of, like, uh, a society cannot function if uh, a, a conquesting society can't function if all its members are just self-serving jackals mm-hmm. you know like there needs to be a sense of patriotism and then i thought about america and how one of the reasons why america is such a successful colonizing force in the global south and mm-hmm. other parts of like the non-western world Mm-hmm. is because we have this propaganda machine mm-hmm. and we have people in our government who genuinely do think that they are doing uh, uh, the right thing, you know? And it's yeah. not, like, like, that's the thing about politicians that people don't understand is that they're not all self-serving reptiles or whatever. They're From also myself. genuinely, they genuinely do think that they're doing a good thing. Which is and abjectly scarier. Like, which is abjectly scarier. And I feel like, like a lot of the yurks we've seen in this uh book series they're all like mustache twirling baddies you know not all of Mr. them three, i mean not all of them but but the but higher ups are the ones mr yeah. three certainly is 
And his brother, and Mr. Just, Finestri. And his brother. Well, actually, his his brother seems to be a bit more of a pragmatist, but he's only in but I'm just. But I think <laughs> most of the, the ones that aren't self-serving, like Karen and her brother, and the one who is infesting the English teacher, um, who are doing it for a higher purpose, for like patriotism and for survival can be swayed you know what i mean i get that and i get that but i don't know i just would like to see more more of the yerk propaganda machine that isn't all like yeah we will have conquest over the andalites like i think you could very easily make a case like even just saying like oh the hosts that we infect they're not people they're just not people they're not human they're, they're just bodies that we infest. And it's honestly, this is my attempt at Yerk propaganda, okay? This is what Yerk propaganda would sound like in my French vanilla fantasy. Look at these people. Look at how lost and alone and scared they are. It's our, duty as, it's our duty as Yerks to provide them with a home. You know, it's our duty as Yerks to provide them with something to love. And, you know, that's kind of what the sharing is about, except that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm done with my impression of York propaganda. That's kind of what the sharing is about, except for the fact that Visser 1 is still sometimes a mustache-twirling villain who understands fully that what she's doing is bad. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, this is a really nuanced point that I might not be making very well, but I feel like propaganda machines are essential for imperialism. They're just so yeah. essential. And we Thank don't really get wish- a lot of it. Oh like, Jesus! Oh, she—that's an earthquake, which makes it like, which makes me ask, like, how did they even get this far in the first place? <sighs> yeah, I wish, like, I feel like it exists because it can't not exist for them to have a successful imperialist state. But like, where is it? I want. Where is it, girl boss? Where the? Fuck where is, is it, girl boss? Where are they? Where are they hiding it? Where are they? Where the they hiding? Where are they keeping it? Under the floorboards. Is it in my laundry basket? <laughs> Where's the new Gale? Um, Where is it? I hope. We, I mean, we have several books left, so I'm hoping that we get to see. I agree with you. You're making your point well, and you're making your point well, and I'm understanding it. And I hear you in this moment. And I, I hear you in this moment, and I agree with you in this moment. <laughs> Um, Can I, one of my favorite, oh, sorry, I don't want to lose your train of thought. No, go ahead. I was just thinking about one of my favorite tweets I saw recently, (laughs) which is, I didn't watch Shark Tale. I shut my white ass up and I listened. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the best tweet ever. What even is Twitter? I shut my white ass up and I listened. (laughs) (laughs) so there's this um i just love that that kind of comedy is my favorite thing is like over earnest white people it's so funny like there's this it's it's the second cousin to let women let women speak let women be racist stop telling women they can't be racist (laughs) um i love i love it because there's this um this great uh play uh, that we're doing here called the Thanksgiving play. And it's about these four white people. It's it's by a, an indigenous uh, playwright, Larissa Fast Horse. And it's about these four white people trying to do a play about Thanksgiving and failing miserably because you can't do it. 
because like mm-hmm. they're trying to do a play about Thanksgiving while paying due deference to the pain of indigenous people. And it's so funny because half of the dialogue is them going like, uh, like, cause they think one of the characters is indigenous. And it turns out she's actually just a white lady. Um, but they're like, they're like, I hear Alicia, I hear you in this moment. And I will, I will stop my white mouth in this moment so I can hear you and understand you and connect with you in this way in this moment. And I listen and understand. And I and it's like time. it's it's time. <laughs> it is so funny. Like it's the funniest thing. I love that kind of humor so much. I shut my white ass up and I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna get canceled for making that joke. <laughs> I, didn't Everybody we already get canceled over the OK Corral thing? The OK Corral, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's all I need to say. Yeah, I think those are all of my thoughts. I think I'm done with my thoughts. Wonderful. All right. Wonderful. For the... One, one moment, please. I have to gather my papers. All oh right. We hereby, uh, the me, the jury, has made a decision. In the trial of Bryn Spencer for various crimes against Scotland, comedy, and podcasts, we hereby find that. Wait a minute. I'm guilty? That's right, bitch. I'm no! the judge now. What's gonna happen to me, Bryn? Death. You are oh, hereby God, sentenced Jesus. to death, <laughs> but <laughs> but it is suspended what? until the end of <gasps> this podcast. Oh yeah! <laughs> if you are funny at the end of this podcast, at the end of this series, the sentence will be suspended forever. Do not fail. I won't fail you. Do you have a gavel? I do have a gavel. Meeting adjourned. <laughs>